just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Welcome to another episode of Just Me. And I'm so excited. So we're going to keep this ball rolling as we talk about Black maternal mental health as we celebrate Black maternal mental health week. So as always, Sasha's going to give us a recap of our last episode, and then we're going to move right into talking about the conversation that we had with the doctor, some self-care and support system. Perfect, perfect. So we were recognized. So what is maternal mental health? We recapped what maternal mental health was, um, which is better understanding the mental health of women when we are giving birth and how hormonal changes impact a lot of that, but then also what we've been raised to do, conditioned to do. So why it is important. Um, and more specifically for this week, it's Black maternal mental health. Um, mental Maternal mental health is important, but Black maternal mental health seems to um, acknowledge discrepancies or demonstrate discrepancies greater than other nationalities or races or ethnicities. So with that being said, um, focus um, highlighting on some of the things that create challenges for Black maternal mental health include physical health conditions, oh, I'm sorry, Black pregnancies. Things that impact Black pregnancies include physical health conditions, physical um, like diabetes, high blood pressure, um, internal factors, the stigmas that we have, the concerns that we have, um, environmental stressors what we have access to as far as resources and what other sadness or depression or mental health concerns we've been carrying even prior to our pregnancies. So all of those things create this further concern and this discrepancy of why there are there's so much lower quality of prenatal health care for black women. And so what we're going to continue on today um, is acknowledging some of the red flags and also recognizing what we can do as far as supporting one another, supporting ourselves, and what we can do in order to get through that in this journey of life. So I, I know we talked about having that conversation with the doctor, but as we focus on, say, Black maternal mental health, you know, like in our culture, that um, we raise that you keep your problems to yourself. What happened in your house, you stay in your house. Right. So um, with that being a culture kind of like norm for us, how how do I take it outside of the house to get it to that doctor to where like um, normally we're, 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 we're trained or taught to get, you keep your problems, you figure it out, you said you, that loneliness or whatever, keep it home, you can work it through, just pray. Mm -hmm. how, how do we... Get outside, out the door. So first, really changing your thought process. And, you know, really filter out those dis these beliefs, these generational beliefs that we have. And really getting to know who you are. Because I think that's where everything starts. Like really knowing who you are, um, why you're here. And... Being able to, whenever you do go to the doctor, you know, being yourself and also 
start as soon as possible trying to build that relationship with that doctor. The earlier you start, the earlier you will know if this is a good fit for you. But you cannot do that if you're not confident within yourself. Because sometimes when we go to the doctor, you know, we're very passive. Um, we don't like to say anything because we're ashamed. That's not the time for you to be ashamed. You need to show up as it relates to that visit, that initial visit with the doctor. Communicate um, fears that you may have, questions that you may have. Um, doing a lot of research. And I say in, in your research, too, when you find out some things that are going on that for me personally, uh, when I'm when I'm looking for a medical um, assistant, I, I interview my doctors like a job because of the job. Y'all here to take care of me. So I have a set of questions that I have. So if, um, for instance, if it's going for um, pregnancy, like um, if you're giving me medication, I want to know why I'm on this medication. What is the medication doing? How long should I be coming? Can I do lifting? Or if you tell me I can't lift, why can't I lift? Really educating yourself on those things. And like um, Ms. Smith said, that opening up and taking that initial, if something is feeling off out, mm -hmm. go get checked out. And if you find out you're pregnant, get on that regimen that you need your vitamins. You take what's, what's needed. And if you experience something mentally, that when you go to the checkups, because they ask you those questions, mm -hmm. how are you feeling? It's an assessment that is done. You know, we, when you come in, we can look at you. You saying that you're happy and you come in crying. Something's not right. We're going to ask some more questions. So um, go in, ready to show up. Even if you don't know what's going on, um, the person that you're seeing might ask the right questions to get to the root. You know, and to help to help give you that assistance. But the fact that you have to show up and again, in our culture, the distrust that we have in the health system is far none that now, again, you have we have to get into the mindset of changing our mindset mm -hmm. so we can have a healthier mindset. Mm -hmm. And real fast for the listeners, we are talking about. Um, different tips in order to keep maternal mental health supported, okay? So one of the tips, the first tips that we've recommended, so this this toolbox of wellness for our, our, our mommies, okay? <laughs> um, the first tip is really having that conversation when you do find out you're pregnant, having that conversation with a provider, interviewing doctors and providers to see who you feel like is a good fit for you <clears throat> because it's not a one size fits all. Okay. And I think that, well, history and statistics have shown and proven that the quality of care, the quality of health care is different for certain people. Okay. So being more proactive about who you select in order to take care and provide you with insight for yourself and your baby is very important. That's your quality of life. So really taking it um, into consideration who do you have a connection with? And if you don't have that connection with that doctor, that's okay. That is completely okay. If this is not a person that you feel like you can connect with, then what are the likely, what is the likelihood that you are going to really put into place some of the action plans in order to have a healthy pregnancy? 
Okay. So that's just like someone giving me advice and me having the option of taking it. But if I don't trust you, I'm not going to take this advice. But it's funny. Like, so as you're talking, I, three out of my four children I had in the military. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a choice of what doctor you get with whoever is mm-hmm. on duty. Mm-hmm. But even in that same process, I had questions. Yeah. Or if you told me something, I had questions. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling something, I still had questions. So sometimes you're not you're not afforded the luxury of you can True. choose or pick. But what you're given, you can make a difference to what you're given by asking those questions. Or <laughs> look, I'm not comfortable with what you're telling me. I need more. Right. You can request more, and that's being your own advocate. Absolutely. And I think that we have to get better at being our own advocates because, again, history has shown that there's a disproportionate amount of um, symptom suppression um, when Black women go to the doctor. So if we say that we're in pain or if we say that there's a concern that we're worried about ourselves, um, it's looked at differently. And so with that being known and that being kind of studied, what has behavior patterns for African-Americans with healthcare have completely changed. So if I, the mindset can be, if I go to the doctor and I say that I'm in pain or I have a concern about my pregnancy, am I going to get heard? Or is it going to be pacified as something else? Well, that will depend, depend on how you show up also. Yes. You know, that's why we were saying, you know, you have to be very intentional mm-hmm. whenever you took, um, whenever you do go to the doctor, and sometimes bring someone with you, oh, because they may not see things that you may see. I like that bringing someone with you. Yes, whoever you feel close with, because a lot of times, especially if it's your first pregnancy, there is so much information being thrown at you. Yes, and sometimes, well, most of the times when things are new. People have a hard time, like, grasping yeah. new things. Mm-hmm. That's, that's funny. Uh, I, uh, I can't help but just go back just a little scenarios, going, going to the doctor and sitting there and just looking at me saying, like, why are you here? And I'm like, I don't know. They say, well, um, they said that you're depressed, and I'm sitting there like, I am. And it's like, well, according to this questionnaire that you asked, answered, how many days were you crying like you're severely depressed? And it's like, well, no, I just heard something happened. I'm crying over something different. So how they interpret what you say, that fear of misinterpretation, mm. and I, it leads to this, child protection services. Mm. If I already had anxiety or depression, I'm, I'm having a newborn and I've experienced postpartum depression, I go to the doctor and say, I hate my child. I don't want to be a mother. If you misinterpret, because you don't know that I'm already dealing with this, mm-hmm. you just got me over here and they just took my children. I'm not going in and say nothing. And we do that because we have that fear. If if I say or how I talk, everyone is not going to understand. And so it's a challenge to um, the type of provider that I have. We get in the military. I couldn't say I wanted a black female because I know you know what a pregnancy. I don't want no white male because no white male know what it's like to have a baby. I don't want no black male because no black man know what it's like to have a baby. I want a black female. White female I can deal with, but when I have my attitude again, what is she going to say? Because 
how I was raised, the what I heard, how they how they experience is different from me. So I go into my pregnancy with that same mindset. Again, it's about changing and educating. So when I get educated, now I'm okay to go to whether I have a male, a female, black, white, Chinese, it doesn't matter. That I'm going after their knowledge and their skills and what they're going to do to help me. Mm-hmm. Not the fact that they're not my color, they're not my gender, but the fact that they know what they're doing. And I'm educated enough and confident enough that I can take my concerns to them. That makes me feel good, but that's not the world that we live in. And you say educated, and you didn't have to even go to two years of schooling to be educated. It just meant that you showed up and you sought out that information. So there's so many different things to educate ourselves. So we don't, you don't have to have money to get educated now. You can educate yourself about your body. You can educate yourself about the things that are going on in the world and how you can show up for yourself Correct. and advocate for yourself. So like Ms. Tracy said, um, I got educated. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. And it always starts with you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you how do you get that support in the, in the process? Now I didn't talk. I'm, I'm learning more about myself. Mm-hmm. How again, my girlfriend's just excited that I'm pregnant. Mommy just excited that I'm pregnant. They don't hear my cry. Are there support systems out there? Yeah, there's a lot of support systems out there. Um, Social media, there's um, different types of support groups for women um, on social media, and it could be based upon your age, based upon your race. So there is groups that can assist you as it relates to um, being pregnant and going through the maternal mental health. Also, I'm connecting with the local health department. There are a lot of um, free services out there. Um, and some of these services does not have to do with your income. It's just basic services as it relates to support. And if you don't see anything that fits you as it relates to what you're looking for, you can develop your own support group. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a whole lot of women have done that. Um, but you have to be intentional as it relates to making sure you know what you want or communicate to others as it relates to what you want. What are some other support groups that you, uh, some other resources that you can think of? Um, specifically, Shades of Blue Project um, online and also Black Mamas Matter Alliance. Okay. Okay. Those are two. Um, sh- another one, Shades of You, Shades of Me. Those are three that definitely kind of normalize what women may be experiencing during that birthing process, through that birthing process, um, and on the other side of the birthing process. Um, I have an amazing friend who recently gave birth, and uh, she had made a statement to me one time where she said, I I feel like I know what I'm doing, but I don't know if I know what I'm doing, and that worries Mm -hmm. me. And it it didn't I didn't really understand it. Um, I didn't really understand what she was going through until she said that, because in my mind, this has been a woman that I have gone through graduate school with and she has conquered the world like and she's continues to conquer the world. And I didn't realize how much worrying she was doing until 
she said that and it, it hit home because I was like, yeah, she's never done this before. And we get worried about what we have never done. And again, that's across the board. Yeah. When you get in that role and how people perceive you, again, you're this perfect warrior. You you do every, you can do everything. You're capable of doing everything. <laughs> and to hear you say that I can't or oh, I'm struggling to take care of a baby. It's like it will be unreal to the outside world. Mm-hmm. So you you scared to even say it because they're going to look like, girl, please, you're doing a great job. Right. Y'all might see that, but y'all don't know what I'm dealing with on the inside. Right. Because I don't even feel worthy. Mm-hmm. And you can have money. Yeah, have all the money. Have a good job and still have these internal factors that can affect your mental health by, while being pregnant. And how you feel, how you think. It's going to affect how you feel, mm-hmm. and that's going to be affect how you behave. Yeah, and that's the cognitive triangle all over again. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Check on mom is another another good resource. Mm. Again, it starts from the beginning all the way through the whole process. It's, it's free. It's a lot of stuff that's out there. Like you said, that is free. Again, education um, is key. The importance of developing a, a plan, mm-hmm. um, a support system. And to being an advocate is important. I know we're going to make sure we um, put up some resources or be attached um, mm-hmm. to it to help um, the community to reach out again. And if you know anyone that is experienced, and again, they might not have said something, but you kind of sent some of their behaviors based on the, the conversation that we've been having, that maybe you can be that voice and reach out to them. And say, hey, how are you feeling? I know what you're telling everybody else, but how are you really feeling? And then when you hear that, you take the lead and you say, hey, I'm, I'm here to support you. What is it that I can do for you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's okay not to be okay. And I think that we have that big, that big worry that what happens if I say I'm not okay? Mm-hmm. We have that worry when we go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. What happens if I say I'm not okay? Are they going to um, admit me to behavioral health? Are they going to call CPS and say that I'm not, um, or doing a welfare check because mm-hmm. CPS does not just reach in and take out children? Um, there's a welfare, yeah, there's a process. There's a welfare check that goes in. And I don't want people coming to my house. Um, you know, so all of these things go through people's minds. Um, what my my family's going to think about it if I say that I'm not okay. And that kind of goes back to the why black maternal mental health is so important. So maternal health is very important, okay? But, and, and mental health is very important, but when you have the two together, that creates a whole nother dyad that creates long-term consequences and challenges for um, our society, our community. So we're talking about individuals, um, women who are creating life, delivering life into this world. What implications does that have if this woman is not healthy, mentally healthy, physically? Because that impacts our community and then it impacts our society. And I know we are tired of the systematic racism. I know we are tired of the mass incarceration. I know we are tired of all of the discrimination. So what can we do as a community to say and support ourselves? 
And that can start by acknowledging that the individuals who create life, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to say that, hey, I need further support. It's okay to say that. And it's okay to receive that. So it's, yes, it's an individual thing, but it's also a community thing. And it's also a societal thing. That was a lot. I'm sorry. I was on my soapbox yeah, hard. You know, you know, <laughs> when you sit back and start to digest it, you know, again, it's, it's, um, you, for me, I, I, I I'm treading a thin line from the black mental health, maternal mental health, and just maternal mental health in general, mm-hmm. because it affects whether you're black, white, Chinese, it doesn't matter. Correct. I know the emphasis is on the, the black maternal because of the numbers and the, the truth is the truth based on the numbers that compared to any of the other races, these are our numbers. So if our numbers are higher than the others, again, it asks the question is why? Yeah. And when you go to the why, you get to do all this other stuff. Um, those fears affect White Chinese women, everybody can say that black. So if they affect them the same, how come our numbers are higher? Mm-hmm. If it affects us across the board. Yes. So it's and that has nothing to do with us as a gender. It's the system that we're in and we're affected by that. Whether you live in North Carolina, New York, Georgia, or Jersey, Jersey it does Cali. Mm-hmm. It, you're affected by that. Environment. So when you find yourself in there, how do you navigate? And that's and that's what the conversation is about. How do you now, now that I'm here? How do how do I address black mental health? How do I address my mental when I am pregnant? Mm-hmm. Because before I was pregnant, I was already had anxiety. Right. I was I was on medication, and now I'm pregnant. Y'all talking about taking me off? That's a whole nother adjustment. Because mm-hmm. some medications I can't be. Because it's not healthy for the baby. Mm-hmm. So now what? So if that helped keep my mind stabilized and I'm good, it's going to get pulled and I'm pregnant and it's going to adjust me, what do I have left to stand on? Mm-hmm. I was operating on help. Mm-hmm. So what does that put me at now? Mm-hmm. And I have to talk to my doctor about that. Yes. So yes. what do I say? Because when he pulls me off, I have to tell him I can't do this or I'm able to do this. Not that I need it, I need it. Because now I sound like an addict, mm-hmm. not someone that is there something else. I have to talk to my doctor. Mm-hmm. And the doctors have to want to listen and listen for understanding. And I know that that is also just kind of just working in the physical health field mm-hmm. as well as a mental health or behavioral health person. That is something that also requires a lot of work and revamping mm-hmm. is that empathetic listening. Okay, that sympathetic listening and empathetic listening, but listening to understand versus listening to respond for their patients. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is a big push in the healthcare systems at this time. Um, My opinion needs to go faster. But again, I get it because, you know, people can't people need help. Um, But absolutely. But you also have to be able to say something because human beings cannot read minds and they can't. 
Say it one more time. Human beings cannot read minds as much as we believe it. Yes. I can read feelings sometimes, but, you know, listen. But that feeling may be associated with something else. Right. 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 You cannot do it. Right. Very true. Even my mom said that she could read minds, but listen, (laughs) especially when I was a kid, but (laughs) no. Oh, my mother could read minds because I got a whooping or something. I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So we know that it's a struggle. Yeah. But we have to be intentional with, you know, speaking up for ourselves. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just kind of recapping what we talked about today. Um, what does it take in order to build a wellness toolbox for maternal health and for black maternal mental health? Um, includes having a good conversation with your with a doctor. OK, a doctor that you can trust and then also doing your own research. Educate yourself. There you go. There's so much out there, technology, internet, iPhones, smartphones, dumb phones. There is so much out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> Educate yourself. Do the research. Um, and then asking the questions that you want answers to. Nothing is a dumb question. That's right. And the only dumb question is a question that's not asked. And then you're going to internalize it. That part. Yeah. So ask the question. Ask. And be comfortable enough with saying how you truly feel once you do have that person where you feel comfortable to trust. Um, Developing support groups, you know, going out there, identifying you are not the only one. Don't make yourself the only one on the island. Do not make yourself the only one on the island. There are other women out there. I talked to plenty of them. (laughs) Um, So, yes, developing your support groups. And then self-care, your emotional and mental health and well-being. Say something. It's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys so, 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 so much for checking in with us today. I hope this was inspiring um, yet informative um, with a a sprinkle of realness to it, okay? But also, I hope that you got some information. Um, Thank you guys so much for checking in with us today. Um, If you do have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to us at JustMePodcast, the number one at gmail.com. We are so interested to hear from you guys with any other questions, comments, or concerns. But until next time, guys, take care of yourself so we can take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. 
The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.